Help me. Can you help? Do you have a second to help? Are you the type of person who's willing to jump in whenever somebody needs help? Are you that person that everybody goes to because they know that you're always going to be available to help? Here's the kicker. You know, how likely you are to help somebody says a lot about who you are and your character and the role that you play in the company. But it can also be something that gets overwhelming. And a lot of leaders think that asking for help is something that you do at a lower level and the higher up you get, the less you ask for help. And what we're going to talk about today is, especially when you get to a leadership level, the importance of why asking for help can be so critical. My name is Katie Ostrico, and I'm the host of Breaking Ladders. Harvard Business Review is one of my favorite publications um, because they always have a lot of context around their research and they have different people come and give information from a wide variety of perspectives. Um, And so there was an article back in 2019 about how the best leaders in organizations aren't afraid to ask for help. And asking for help as a leader is different than assigning work. It's really around this idea of when you're struggling with something, um, you know, can you bring people in and tell them the work that you've done, tell them where you're struggling, and ask them if they can try to help you figure it out. And a lot of times at organizations, if you are in a leadership role, there's this perception that you have to be this all-knowing person, that you have to know everything. Um, and that, you know, you, you can't ask for help. Um, but what the article talks a lot about is that leaders sometimes forget that they're also human. You know, they are people trying to figure things out. And they don't have all the answers. And the whole idea of having a team is that you, you don't have to have all the answers. And so there's this idea of connecting with your team to ask for help. And if any of you have read any of the work of Brene Brown, she talks a lot about vulnerability. Um, And when you're asking for help, you're being vulnerable because what you're saying is, I don't have the answer. You know, and, and there's this idea as a leader that your team is supposed to come to you for the answers when nobody else has them or come to you to think differently about a problem when they're struggling to figure it out. There's not always this idea that, that you could be in that same boat as a leader and you need to ask for help. But this idea of being vulnerable with your team and challenging yourself to be okay to stand up and go, I, I can't figure this out, um, you know, is one of those things as a leader that you've got to get more comfortable with because studies have shown that it, when you ask your team for help, it shows that you trust them. It shows that they play a key role in the organization. Um, And it shows that you have confidence and want to know their opinions and want them to be a valued member of that team. So let me share a personal experience with you. So I'm one of those people that struggles to ask for help at work. Um, I struggle through things that I can't figure out because I assume that if I just give it enough time, I will figure it out. And sometimes that's true and sometimes that's not. Um, The funny thing is I have no trouble asking for help at home with my husband. Um, That's what all married people do, right? You're like, honey, um, 
just need help with something. But at work, you know, it builds into this confidence level of like, oh, if I'm at this leadership level, you know, I'm supposed to know these things or I'm supposed to have some way to figure this out. And the reality is, is, you know, I wish that in certain instances I had asked for help sooner. So I was working, it was a new team. I had just come into the organization relatively fresh and we were working on a new brochure for one of our products um, and working through the spreads of the brochure. Um, And, you know, one of the first brochures I did, I really struggled with it. Um, But this brochure, you know, I felt like we were clicking and clicking and clicking and I just got to this spread and I, I just, it wasn't working for me. And when you're creating brochures, it's it's a creative process. So there isn't always a way to say, well, if I just did this step and this step and this step, I just knew that the spread didn't look right and it wasn't right for what we needed. Um, and I couldn't articulate why. I just knew why the pieces weren't looking right. So I started to look for inspiration. I pulled images. I still couldn't find anything that clicked for me. And so I'm holding up this entire brochure because I can't figure out this piece. Um, I'm very fortunate. My boss is awesome at visuals and creative content. And so I did something sneaky in the way that I asked for help, um, but I knew he would jump right on board. So I was heading out to lunch and I kind of grabbed him and walked him through my dilemma. I said, here's the brochure. Here's where we're at. I'm struggling with this spread right here. You know, we're trying to communicate this. I can't figure out how to get these visuals to work. I'm going to go grab something and maybe when I come back, I'll have some inspiration. So I left, went to lunch, grabbed something, probably Panera Bread, not a plug. They don't pay me. It's just one of my favorite restaurants to grab lunch from. And so I came back with my Panera Bread and I'm like, okay, what do I do? How do I handle this? How do I work on this spread? I I don't know where to go next. I'm really struggling. Um, I came back to a boatload of ideas on my desk. And so while I was out grabbing lunch, my boss, who kind of has this inherent ability to do this, pulled like seven or eight different visuals from all of these different books that he had and different um, uh, websites that he had seen. um, And they were all kind of laid out on my desk. As soon as he saw me come back, he's like, hey, you know, let's talk through some of these. I pulled this one for this reason. I like this one for this reason. And if I hadn't asked for his ideas, that wouldn't have sparked me finding one that ended up pivoting to another one that got us to the right solution. And, you know, for me, I had to get over this idea of asking for help means that you're failing at what you're doing. I had to get to a place that says I'm stuck. I could probably get there over time But I could also utilize the talent inside my organization and say, hey, you know, we're 95% of the way there. I got this little piece that I'm struggling with. Can you bring some fresh eyes to it? See if you can come up with a better solution. See if there's something that you can do to help and pull from that talent around you. So, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people don't always see is that leaders at any level struggle to ask for help. So every article on this, all the research says ask for help. So why is that not the default culture? So I think there's a couple different reasons and it depends on the organization that you work for. So leadership at some companies is super political. 
It's like you got to feel like you're holding it together. You're running a thousand miles an hour. You never have time to stop, let alone ask. Everybody's overwhelmed. You want to save face. You never want to look like somebody that doesn't have your act together. Because the second you do, you know, the, the piranhas will swarm. The, the challenging part of that is at some point you're going to burn out and run out of stuff and something's going to hit the wall. And so there is a, an end of life to that philosophy that I'm just going to keep going and be perfect 100% of the time. But, you know, I think one of the other things is that a lot of leaders, especially at the executive level, think that solutions and decisions are their responsibility, that that's the value add that they provide to the organization. It's like, what's the strategy? How do I help with solutions? How do I help with decisions if nobody else can figure out how to solve this? And so there is this philosophy that if you're asking for help, you're kind of not holding up your your end of the bargain, your unwritten piece of what you're supposed to bring to your team. And I think, you know, as you build off of that idea, the bargain is not one that anybody signs up for. It's just what has often happened and what has always happened. And you look to this, you know, iconic leadership person sitting in this seat to have all these answers. And so it's really taking this traditional approach to it, as opposed to the way that a lot of teams are now, which is, you know, you have talent throughout your team. And if you're not utilizing that talent, you're not going to be as successful. And it doesn't need to be seated in one role at that leadership level. Um, the other thing is most leaders are control freaks, um, especially at the higher level. <laughs> um, they typically have a process that got them there, a way to think that got them there, um, assuming that they have the right way to do things, that they have the answers, that people have to think like them. Um, you know, I've worked for people where, you know, they have their way of processing things and you need to fit into that to work. Um, you know, for me, I have certain processes that I like so I can get that way as well. Um, but I also try to be flexible in how I get there. So I might have an idea of how I want to get there, but I also understand there might be another path. I think leaders like being the experts. They like having all the answers. It's very comforting to always know everything and have all the answers. Um, to me, if the last like three years have taught anybody anything, it's that you do not have all the answers or have an idea half the time of what's going on. Um, so you have to be able to ask for help and pull from people around you. And then I think there's some people in leadership roles that just have a huge ego. Like part of it is you know, this, when you think of the founders of some of these tech companies, and they're viewed as these iconic, you know, almost like Roman and Greek gods and warriors of what they're doing. And there's this ego built into that, um, that when you look at that, it's very hard for somebody that builds themselves up to that degree internally to go, I might need to ask for help because I don't know the answer. Um, and so here's the reality. If, if you choose to, to, break through all of that and you are able to go, I'm going to put my ego aside. I'm going to put my process aside. I'm not going to be as big a control freak. I'm going to ask for help. The reality is if you choose to do that, there's a lot of pluses of what happens with your team of things like building trust, you know, realizing talent on your team, um, bringing together multiple people to work together and seen as this collaborator and this great problem solver as a group. Here's the reality if you're not asking. So hopefully you have a team of experts that work with you. 
Um, you should always build your team to have the best talent you possibly can. Think of it like a coach, you know, on the sidelines with a football team on the field. You want the best talent at each position to do the things that they do well. And people who are awesome want to participate and they want to be able to give their advice because that's why they're there. They're there to play that role of an expert. Um, And hopefully you have people that build out your weaknesses. So areas where you're not as strong, good leaders will put people around them that have those strengths. So I've talked a little bit on one of the previous podcasts about how my strength is more on the marketing side and strategy side and not necessarily on the sales side. So I have really good salespeople on my team that balance that out. Um, And so when I need to ask sales questions, I go to them to help problem solve sales questions or pull from their advice or their strengths or their opinions in areas where I might not have as, as strong a background in that. If you're not building a team around you that's really strong and balancing you out as a leader, um, you can probably pause this podcast right here, this video and stop um, <laughs> because that's the first thing you have to do. You, can't, you won't be comfortable asking for help if you don't have a great team around you with, with talented people because you won't trust the answers. So your first step is you've got to build that team that becomes a great group that works together. So say you already have that. Um, so what if you need their expertise and you don't ask? So let's play that out. So, so you need expertise in an area and you don't ask for help and things fail. What then? So any good leader knows that when things succeed, you give all the credit away. And when things fail, it's all your fault. So you not asking ultimately is going to come back to you and be your fault at the end anyway. Um, What if they knew the solution and they weren't in the room or you missed that intelligence because you didn't ask? You know, that also presents a huge failure potential. You could hurt the company that you're supposed to protect. You could impact the lives of employees, their livelihood, their future that you're supposed to look out for. You know, there are big considerations, especially at the executive level of not asking for help and what some of those risks are by not bringing in the right people. So let me tell you a story about um, one of the first times I was creating a creative piece at the company I'm at now. So I was managing a graphic design team. And it was really the first time doing it with somebody that wasn't familiar with the brand. I had managed graphic design before, but somebody that had 10 years experience with the brand. So it was a very different type of conversation. So this was, I was new, she was new. Um, And we were creating this brochure from a bunch of cobbled together content that we have. And I wasn't clear on the role that I needed to be playing in terms of the creative director down to like specific concepts, visual inspirations, layouts, um, being super specific and prescriptive about what I needed. I should have done that. I didn't do that. Um, I wasn't providing super clear direction on what the customer wanted because I didn't really know the customers yet. So I should have had somebody as part of sales or one of the other areas that deals with customers helping to feed in information. I didn't do that. Um, I relied on that person to pull content and images that they liked, and I didn't really give my opinion on a lot of it, which I should have. Um, Some of the images were images I didn't like or combinations I didn't like, Um, but it was about getting the brochure out and, you know, really just being hands-off with the process because I wasn't sure how to navigate that at this company and what that looked like. 
And I should have asked my boss for help. I should have walked him through it, the points in the discussion when I was struggling or the color combinations I didn't like or how to work through that. So it went to print and my boss found me and was like, hey, what happened? This is terrible. <laughs> so if you ever want a, a really like great day is when your boss finds something that you print and it's relatively new and you spent money on it and he's like, this is terrible. We can't use this. So he's like, what happened? And I said, well, you know, we just kind of put some stuff together and she was running with it. Um, and so we walked through each page. And for me, I felt like it was like a total failure of like, oh, he's not going to think I know how to do marketing. He's going to think I'm terrible at this. Um, he had faith in me and, you know, I didn't live up to, to those expectations. So I said that I trusted that person to do the work um, and realized it was outside of their capabilities. And what they really needed was a lot of direction from a creative director that I didn't really understand I needed to give to that degree because I hadn't had that experience before. Um, and that I needed to give really specific direction, all of the content, drive it together. And if there were images I didn't like, I should say that. If there were colors I didn't like, I should move that on. You know, and really just take control over the piece start to finish and not necessarily ignore my gut when it was saying, hey, this this doesn't feel right. So I should have also asked his advice as I went along and said, hey, kind of here's where we are. Do you have feedback? Do you have thoughts? What do you think about the capabilities of what we're doing? Are we missing things? You know, I should have asked for even just not necessarily help, but just advice through that process and going through it, especially at a new company. Um, should have asked for confirmation as I was going. So not waited until the very end and we printed it because um, it impacted, you know, the cost of the company, our ability to sell the product and potentially the brand with what we were doing. And all of this was because I was in that role of, you know, I was new, I was running 100 miles an hour, I was trying to figure out sales and the company and the customers and, you know, what we were doing. And it was a new team. And I was just kind of running with stuff because my experience with a previous graphic designer had been just very different. Um, and assuming that, you know, this person was very similar in terms of, of how they approached it. And, and it was very different. Um, and so it was my miss by not being more prescriptive and asking for help and working through that process. Um, and my boss, you know, fortunately, he viewed that as like a coaching and learning. So he's like, okay, what did we learn? How do we not do this again? I need you to look for these things. You have the ability to stop anything. You have the ability to make it exactly what you want. You know, make sure that nobody ever overrides what your gut feel is. So, you know, that's an instance where there were probably about five or six places I could have asked for help or could have asked for advice or could have asked for feedback and didn't and created a negative product that could impact our ability to sell, you know, those products in that brand. So, you know, for me, I hate not knowing things. Um, I will, you know, try to do more sometimes and, and make sure I don't miss anything. I don't like to have everybody like get it and I don't get it. Um, and I hate not knowing the answers when my team comes. So when they come with a question, and it's funny because when I go to them with a question, I'm like, just get back to me when, when you know the answer. But I always feel like when they come to me that I hate not knowing the answer. Um, and so what you have to do is kind of get over that. Um, and you're never going to have all the answers. So one of the ways that I manage through that is I have peers that are at my level or, or above at other companies 
that I connect with and I network with and we talk about stuff. Um, and being able to find that group that you can connect with, you know, outside of work hours and have these really brutally honest conversations where you're like, wow, I screwed this up or have you ever done this before? And you can really get into the, the meat of like, I don't know how to do this. Have you ever seen this? You know, what are you struggling with? Um, if you're not engaging with others and asking for help, you're isolating yourself and your information that could potentially impact the team and the company. And so if, if you don't have some of those individuals within your organization, you've got to find that network outside to figure out how to understand answers to questions that, that come your way. And you need to walk in with a humble nature, assuming that you don't know everything, but that you can learn things. You know, if you think of a job that you had for a year, think of all the things that you knew at the end of that year that you didn't know at the beginning. Think of all the things that you've trained your team to do and how much further along they are. Um, and think about your team as an extension of you and the organization. So if you are one of those people that has an ego, put it aside. Have this approach that you don't care where ideas come from. You don't care where solutions come from. You just want the best ideas for the company and the team at the end of the day regardless. And so if you do carry a bit of an ego or your company is a little bit more political, just realize at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where the ideas come from. It's about achieving the best result for the team and the organization. So how do you ask for help? So if you're deciding that you're like, okay, I need to start asking for help. I'm not good at this. How do I do this? So it depends on the task. First of all, is it an individual or group? Is it something that's confidential or something that's more broad? And what I would do first is I would talk about the task, talk about what you've done, and talk about specifically where you're struggling. So try to be as specific as possible, but also share the, the things that you've done to that point. Because it doesn't mean that they might not look at some of those, again, from a different lens, but it also gives them a context of the work that you've put in so that they understand that they can leap from there. They don't have to go back to the beginning. Um, mention where you need help. And ask the room if they have the skill or the capability or the time. So make sure when you're asking for help, what you're doing is adding extra work, that you're always understanding what they've got on their plate and seeing if somebody has the ability to help or a special capability or has done something like that before. Um, talk about the solution in reference to the company priorities or a key initiative so that they understand the context of, of the nature of this and how critical it is. Talk through how best to give help. So is it a collaborative session? Is it a brainstorm? Do you want people to think individually and come to you with ideas? Do you want people to share on teams and kind of socialize in a chat? You know, what is the way that you want to work through that help? How visual do you want to be? How much of it do you want to see? Or do you just want people to go off and work off on their own and come back to you with ideas? Um, and then bring the team in when you're doing an evaluation. So have them be part of it. Talk through what you heard. Talk through what people came up with as ideas. Have them be part of that decision. And then thank them up front for helping. Thank them throughout for helping. And thank them at the end for helping. And here's the deal. When you ask for help from your team, one of the most critical parts is when you're presenting that idea, give credit to your team. Give credit to whoever worked on that idea Make sure that you call them out by name. Make sure that you recognize their contribution. 
You can even say I was stuck to this point and they were super helpful in having this team figure it out. I'm so glad that they're on our team. Give as much of that credit away as you possibly can to your team. And then never miss that chance to say thank you and give them recognition because that's a key part of that asking for help. You never want to be that boss that asks for help and then you take all the credit like you came up with the idea. You won't have people working for you for that long. So ask for help. Be specific about it. Figure out how you want to be part of that process and how collaborative you want it to be. When they give you ideas, have them be part of that decision-making process to help you weed it out. Doesn't mean you go with what they tell you, but make them part of the process. And then when you present that idea, give them credit for being a key part of contributing to that or calling them out if they're the one that came up with the idea. Um, The best leaders ask for help. They ask for help. They ask for advice. They ask for recommendations. They ask for suggestions. Phrase it however you are comfortable, whatever the word is. If you can't say help, suggestions, advice, thoughts, past experience, whatever you come up with. Teams with diverse experience and expertise make better decisions most of the time. So teams that come from a different background, different set of experiences, different places within the organization or different backgrounds within that organization or others can make better solutions most of the time. And what that's doing is it's minimizing the risk to the business because by having those diverse experiences come in when you're trying to figure things out, it lets you work through all of the alternatives and options and roadblocks and have that discussion before you get to that solution. Creates a culture of learning between leaders and their team. It's this idea of always be learning. It allows you to trust, you know, your team with ideas and projects and solutions. So it allows them to, you know, build that link with you of showcasing what they can do, showing their talent, building that trust with you and you with them that they can take on bigger things. It lets your team shine with your peers and other key people within the organization when you recognize them. And when you have people do what they do well and can contribute their value and see that and reinforce that value to the organization, they're more likely to be engaged. 62% of employees feel leadership values their opinion. You know, they will stay longer. They'll ask for more opportunities. They'll ask to be part of more teams. You know, this idea of a leadership that values their opinion creates that engagement with the employee. So like this podcast, I'm going to ask you for help. So this is my ask. Um, I would ask that you share this podcast with one friend who might be interested in this type of content. Um, You know, I'd ask that you could maybe help by asking a question or leaving a comment on a topic or what you think of this content. Um, And then I'd ask for you to help me with any feedback or things that I can do to make the information and content more effective and more real and more relatable. You know, my ask is I'd love to build a community where we can share ideas, where we can share secrets, where we can share what it takes to be an effective, good leader inside an organization. Um, And I would love your help as one of the people that's connecting with this content to share that with somebody and see if it's something that would be of interest to them. Um, So you can connect on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn um, at Breaking Ladders. I also have a TikTok and YouTube. 
if you watch this on YouTube, it's a great opportunity to subscribe um, so that you make sure if you like and subscribe or click the bell that you don't miss any future content that we have. You can also email me at breakingladders2 at gmail.com. You know, ask for help, connect with your team, recognize their talent in order to build their trust. So the next time you get in a situation, you don't have to be the only one out there like Superman with your cape. You can utilize your Justice League squad to make sure that you're solving that problem in the best way possible. Looking forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you.